What is good, everybody? Welcome to another Niners Nation Instant Reaction Podcast. I am Rob Stats Guerrera, and let's just be honest, not much is good right now for the San Francisco 49ers. They lose to the Seattle Seahawks 28-21. It is the second straight loss for the 49ers. And, I mean, this is – it's depressing. I mean, the 49ers came out of the gate looking like gangbusters here, man. And we're going to get into all of that. I want to remind everybody, please rate, review, subscribe to the Niners Nation Podcast Network if you haven't done so already. Leave us a rating and a review. It really does help. I promise you, if you leave us a review, we will read it on the show. It really helps people uh, discover us, especially new people. So we really do appreciate that. I'm going to be joined by Levin Black, who co-hosts the Gold Standard Podcast with me on Thursdays to help break this one down. want to take your questions. Your comments will be here doing it all show long. So please send them in. I know there's a lot to talk about with the whole Trey Lance thing coming in. We finally got an extended look at him. There's a ton to break down. But I I have to start with Kyle Shanahan. To me, that is the biggest thing that I have seen, not just today, but also in the previous weeks of this season. Outside of the first half against the Detroit Lions, the offense has been terrible. And I don't know why, for some reason, with an offensive genius as a head coach, the 49ers continue to make bad defenses look really good. And the 49ers did it again Today, they did it again. Two of 12 on third down. And one of those conversions, by the way, was like in the first or second quarter. Uh, regardless of Trey or Jimmy in the game, like what is going on? How can that be? How can that be? Two of 14, excuse me, I had it wrong. Two of 14 on third down. That's hideous against Seattle, who stinks. Like, I am tired of this. I'm tired of offense being so hard and it didn't start out that way didn't start out that way at all Jimmy Garoppolo comes out six for six boom 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 49ers go right down the field and stick it in the end zone and then after that it was basically a bunch of nothing as we welcome in Levin Black Levin I was just starting the show why is offense so hard for the 49ers year five with Kyle Shanahan why yeah like what the hell that, that should be the first question in the press conference. Why is the offense struggling so much in year five? Like almost every single player on this team has been in this offense for at least two years. You know, some are three, four, uh, I think some are even five years, all years with Kyle Shanahan. There's no excuses for the offense to be struggling. Zero. There is no excuse. And it falls mostly, in my opinion, on the guy who's responsible for the offense. Kyle Shanahan, like I said, year five, he is supposed to be an offensive genius. The offense should not be struggling like this. This team should be 4-0. Or close to it, not 2-2, two and two, that's for damn sure. And I just, guys are, you know, it's not just that the offense isn't functioning, Levin. It's critical penalties. It's guys that seemingly run the wrong route, and there's two guys basically in one spot on offense, like, they're just not looking sharp. They don't look crisp and organized. And, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, the idea right now the 49ers are a Super Bowl contender, like, that's what we thought possibly going into the year. Forget it. Forget it. They're not even a playoff contender unless they get this straightened out. Yeah, I think that chip has sailed. Uh, <laughs> play, I mean, Super Bowl contending. Playoff, yeah. uh, there's still an outside chance. I think at this point I wouldn't be betting on it. And – to me, the real issue I have is 
it's mostly coming down to coaching. Like you can say Jimmy hasn't executed. Well, then why was Jimmy staying in? You know, you, you it comes down to either the players are nowhere near as talented as we thought and how talented they have been in the past. Right. Or they're not being coached well because the offensive line today, I think they did okay. You know, towards mm. the end, they started giving up a lot of pass rushing, but run blocking, they finally fixed the run blocking. Whereas in weeks two and three, the run blocking was atrocious. The run but, game got going, but they weren't running the ball well. The pa- the pass blocking, the run blocking, overall, the offensive line this season has been pretty bad. Like, <laughs> not not horrendous, but yeah. bad. And why? The only person who's changed is Alex Mack, and he's supposedly an upgrade, which that can be now argued that he might be uh, – burnt toast and over with because he's not playing well and then offensively you got all the offensive weapons you need to move the ball the quarterbacking hasn't been horrible you know a lot of people criticize jimmy and i think people mistake that for people saying jimmy is terrible he's not terrible he's just not very good but you got all the other weapons you got the offensive line that should be able to dominate and they're not the receivers like like you mentioned are running routes to the exact same spots. Either that's really <laughs> bad play design, or you have wide receivers running the wrong routes in year two, three, or four in yeah. this offense, and there's no excuses for it. You know, if you still have people running bad routes or the wrong routes, and they weren't doing it last year, that's why I, I, I feel like this falls more to coaching than player execution. I don't think the players are without blame. But they're doing things they didn't do in years past. And to me, that means they're not getting prepared correctly. It's it's as shaken as my faith has been in Kyle Shanahan since he's been here. Like this is they look they don't just like let me say that again. I'm so frustrated I can't even speak. <laughs> it's not just that they're not scoring points. They don't even look close to scoring points. Even with Trey Lance at the end of that game, Levin, you saw it. If it wasn't for his ability to be able to scramble and run, they weren't doing anything. And the Seattle defense stinks. They can't play dead in a cowboy movie. And yet, we can't do anything against them. Why do the 49ers have this habit of making shitty defenses look good? How many times do we have to see it? Like, it's offense is not this difficult it's never been easier to move the ball on offense yet for some reason the 49ers can't do it like I, I I like Kyle I think he's a good coach but man that fourth down play it was fourth and two and yeah, they had already good. converted a fourth down play earlier in the drive they put the ball in Lance's hands he ran or scrambled around threw a pass I think it was to Debo made a nice play fourth and two comes up again and what does Kyle Shanahan do he hands the ball to Debo Samuel on a reverse, he takes the ball out of Trey Lance's hands and gives the ball to Debo in the backfield. So instead of having to gain two yards, he's got to gain like six or seven to get the first down. Like stupid things like that. What yeah. the hell, Levin? There's just a lot of things here to be critical of with Kyle Shanahan. Now, I want to get this out there right away because it's probably going to be a long week of me being critical of Kyle and kind of dissecting the issues I'm having with him. I don't think, obviously, he should be fired. I think he's definitely coming back next year no matter what. I think he has the capability of being one of the best coaches in the league. And I think he's done a pretty good job coaching in years one through four. He had a terrible roster in the beginning, and he had a ton of injuries last year. I think overall he's done a pretty good job in the first four years. But this fifth year, this year, 
I was literally sitting on the couch towards the end of this game thinking, who has done a worse job coaching this year than Kyle Shanahan? I think Matt Nagy is a definite. But outside of that, I think you have an argument for Kyle Shanahan being right there as the (laughs) second worst coach in the league so far this year. He has not made good coaching decisions. He has not made good play designs. He has not called the right plays at the right time. He has not gotten his guys uh, prepared correctly because, like I said, they're making a bunch of mistakes. Like, there's there's no good part of this team that you could say Kyle has excelled coaching-wise. It is just bad. I can't even – I'm trying to, like, read some of the comments. A lot of these I can't even throw up on the screen because there's a swear in every single one of them. Here's a comment from Brad watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. He says, Lance was one read and took off. That's on Lance and not anybody else. Lance hasn't gotten any damn reps all year because he's been the, running the damn scout team offense. Look, they moved the ball better with Trey in this game than they did with Jimmy Garoppolo outside of the first drive of the game. Like, So I don't want to hear the criticism of Trey Lance. I know he looks shaky at times. We'll, we'll get into that and break that down. But the blame to me has to go squarely on Kyle Shanahan and the decisions he is making, Levin. Let me go before all that, right? Robbie Gold gets hurt pregame, or maybe he got hurt before the game. Whatever the case may be, Gold is hurt. So they got to have Mitch Wisnowski kick the extra points. And he made the first one, and God, it looked shaky. I didn't even hear anything about Gold. And then I saw that extra point, and I said, what's going on? And then yeah. I saw what was up. But then the 49ers drive down the field again. They get in the red zone. They get stopped on third down. It brings up fourth down. And Kyle thinks that the best choice of action is to have Mitch Wisnowski come in and kick a 41-yard field goal when he's never kicked field goals before in his life. I know it was fourth and eight, but when your kicker's hurt, you don't bring in some other schlep to try and do it. Kicking is hard. You go for it. But again, Kyle Shanahan turtles up, tries to coach not to lose, brings in Wisnowski, and, of course, he misses the kick. Like, just dumb examples like that, preventable mistakes that he should have seen coming, and he keeps making them. Yeah, so, I mean, play calling is one thing. You know, you you can kind of put that aside. Play calling, it's hard to really know without breaking down the All-22 how bad the play calling truly was and how bad execution was. You know, it could have been the right play. Don't give me level-headed analysis, Levin. I'm pissed. (laughs) Well, then be quiet and let me finish. (laughs) Um, so the, in terms of play calling, it's hard to be super critical until you see the film, but all the other decisions that head coaches make, you know, the type of decisions that head coaches who aren't the offensive play caller, they're just the head coach. Those are their bread and butter. That's what they can really mess up and affect the game on almost every single one of those in this game, Kyle got wrong, you know, and you, you touched on a lot of them going for a 41 yard field goal with a punter. Uh, not going for the two-point conversion after the penalty and instead having your kicker try a, once again, uh, 40-plus extra point try. And then you have, you know, the fourth and two jet sweep. Like, that is high school-level play calling. (laughs) You know, that's something that might work (laughs) in high school. And even in major college, you get away from it because defenses get to be too fast. And in the NFL, they're definitely too fast because guess what? On fourth and two, the defense is playing down the field. Like they are going to be coming downhill quickly because they're not expecting you to pass. And they're basically going to say, we got to bring everybody up to make sure they can't get two yards running. If they decide to do a play action pass, we just hope we get to the, the uh, quarterback fast enough to affect the throw. You know what I mean? And instead you run a jet sweep. That's playing into their hands. That's just bad play calling. And there was, there was other fourth downs that he didn't go for. Like every single uh, call that is on the head coach, 
Kyle got wrong. <laughs> Every single one. And there were quite a few in this game with the way the game went. Yeah, it's beyond frustrating because it's like, if we can see this, then why can't you, Kyle Shanahan? That's the frustrating thing. Uh, I want to throw out a question. What grade would you give the 49ers today? Uh, comments are starting to come in here. I want to wait a little more on that because people are also asking about Trey Lance a lot. I know that Kyle's going to face that question in the postgame press conference, and he should. Before we get to should Trey Lance start next week, let me just give the numbers. 9 of 18, 157 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Also ran the ball seven times for 41 yards. Now, one of the touchdowns was the easiest touchdown he will ever have in his life because Jamal Adams was in coverage, which means nobody was in coverage. Debo Samuel caught a almost what was a 76-yard touchdown pass, um, and the other one was at uh, the end of the game there. I can't think of it off. Oh, the Debo, the screen to Debo at the end of the game. So I thought Lance looked overmatched, especially at first. I could, I think he was a little juiced up, Levin. You could tell he hadn't had many reps, but I think he started to settle down as the game went along. He looked a little better when the Niners picked up the tempo. What did you think of Trey Lance? Well, I think, first off, it should be said that this is about as tough of a situation to come into, and that's not giving him excuses. I did think he looked like a rookie at times. But coming in at halftime of a game against a divisional team, basically getting, from what we know, zero reps outside of scout team for three weeks now. And he's going to have to play a system that was built for Jimmy Garoppolo. And we know Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance's talents are wildly different. So it's not a good game plan for him. And I think that it's really telling that they didn't play hurry up there on that final drive because they likely didn't have any plays for Trey to be able to play hurry up because he, you know, there's no way for him to know the playbook inside and out at this point, because he's a rookie and you have to prep then a small amount of plays for somebody to be able to run in no huddle so that they know, you know, just memorize these plays rather than having the whole playbook and they never ran hurry up. So that tells me Trey Lance didn't, wasn't capable or, or Kyle wasn't comfortable trying to make him. But the real point for Trey Lance, I think, in the evaluation early on, he certainly had jitters. That's when he looked like a rookie. And I think things changed in one key philosophy change. When Lance stopped trying to just run the offense and instead just tried (laughs) creating whatever he could, things changed. And I think you saw that on the the first two drives he ran. uh, Well, you can't say the first drive because he didn't get a pass, but you know, on, on the that second drive when he scrambled, he was like he had daylight in front of him. And rather than taking the five to ten yards he could get, he was sitting and still trying to find somebody to throw it to because that's what Kyle, I think, prefers. He doesn't yes. like his quarterbacks getting hit, and he doesn't want Jimmy scrambling because Jimmy's not a runner. And I think you saw as the game went on, Trey Lance more and more said, if I got daylight in front of me, I'm taking it. Yes. And when he did that, that affects the defense. And things, I think, started to open for him and also helped him get into a rhythm. And I think that that's a big part of this is that he got into a rhythm. He started to feel a little more comfortable because the runs were giving him success. Yes. And to me, they need to kind of push him to do that more. Say, you know what? You are a mobile quarterback. You're going to be what you're going to be. We're not going to limit you. Play the way that you feel comfortable. And I think that will be a key point with between Kyle and Lance because Lance not – What's best for Lance isn't necessarily what Kyle prefers as an offensive coordinator. Well, tough 
Tough crap, Kyle, because your crap's not working. I hate to break it to you. The system is broken right now. Great, Uh, great coaches change based on their personnel. Great coaches will coach to their players. Yes. And Kyle needs to do that. And he hasn't always done that. Adapt or die, Kyle. That's where we are. I, I saw him draw up an offense for RG3 in 2012 that had never been seen in the NFL. And he won the rookie of the year, RG3 did. So right. I know Kyle can do it. I don't see if he's being stubborn or what. John says Trey Lance looked the same as the preseason, took time to settle, and then started to look more natural. I totally agree with you. I think that he did settle in, but I, I think that that observation, Levin, that you made is a good one. When he started to just do his own thing, that's when things started to move, the chains started to move, and he took how many plays did he take where he drops back to pass and he's under pressure because Trent Williams left this game. We still don't know about that injury, which is very scary. But, I mean, the tackles, both tackles, McGlinchey strikes again. This just said he's the same guy he's always been. They were on Trey Lance right away, and he stepped up or ran out, moved to the side, and even if he was only getting a couple of yards on a run or a short completion, he was turning what would be negative plays with Jimmy Garoppolo into positive plays, and that's what we want to see as 49er fans, right? That's what we've been waiting for for a quarterback that didn't have to have a perfect situation around him all the time. Right, and we will see where Kyle goes from here. I think that this coming week, could be a very, very big week on the book of Kyle Shanahan in terms of 49ers head coaching. Because if he digs in his heels and especially like, like I can see a scenario where Trent Williams is hurt, isn't going to play next week, and Kyle still goes back to Jimmy. If you're going (laughs) back to Jimmy when you got a turnstile and pass blocking at right tackle, because McGlinchey has always been that and showed at the end of this game, he is still that. And you're going to a backup left tackle and you're going to play the guy who's not mobile. Like that to me could be where the book starts to change from. This is the savior of the 49ers, the guy that's going to end the quest for six to this is a guy who couldn't get out of his own freaking way and was basically a Bill Belichick in Cleveland where he had success in one season. Bill Belichick got Cleveland to the playoffs uh, there in the nineties. And then things fell apart because his ego, you know, Bill Belichick couldn't get out of his own way. And I think we're at, we're kind of getting to a turning point here. Can I just – sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. I apologize. I just saw this quote from Kyle Shanahan after the game. They asked him, what did you think of Trey Lance? He said, it looked like a typical first game. Then he added, that's why he's a number two quarterback. What? Congratulations, Kyle. Like, did you call the game so you would be right, so you would look good for not playing him up until this point? Like, what the hell kind of comment is that? Like, I'm sorry, what the hell kind of comment is that? That drives me nuts. He looked like a typical number two quarterback. You made him look like that, Kyle. If you can't draw up a game plan that's going to score more points against this crap defense that can do better than two for 14 on third down, that's on you. Don't be throwing shade at your rookie quarterback that you traded up three first-round picks to get. I'm sorry, man. What the hell is that? Like, I, I'm, I cannot believe he said that. Am I crazy? No, I think Kyle is regressing. He has regressed as a head coach. He's making more and more questionable decisions. That quote should be followed up, and I guarantee it wasn't. It should have been followed up by somebody in the media saying, do you think it's fair to call that a number two game when he didn't get any practice reps and was having to (laughs) run an offense designed for a different style of quarterback and make Kyle answer that question? Because if Kyle answers it with, the style of system is the same no matter if you're mobile or not, tells you everything you need to know about whether Kyle is going to 
adjust the offense to fit the skill set of the quarterback he has. Because if you run an identical offense, when you have a quarterback, true pocket passer like Jimmy Garoppolo, and a mobile quarterback like Trey Lance who can throw a deep ball and Jimmy Garoppolo can't, if you're running the exact same offense, that tells me you think your offense is everything and the quarterback doesn't matter. Good coaches adjust to their personnel, and if he's unwilling to adjust, he's not a good coach. But you just said it, right? Like, if he thinks the quarterbacks don't matter, then what? It seems like the 49ers are two different organizations, right? They're one organization in the offseason when they flirt with every quarterback that's out mm-hmm. there, and, and they're in on Stafford. They tried to get Dak Prescott. They're talking to Tom Brady, right? They're clearly saying that they're out on Jimmy. They trade up to draft Trey Lance, and then in the games— they never, ever used Trey Lance. He only put Trey Lance in the second half because supposedly Jimmy Garoppolo's calf got stepped on and he couldn't go in the second half. And then that quote right there, oh, he looked like a typical number two quarterback. Like, it's almost like he didn't want to even play Trey Lance today. It was, it, I it, do not understand it. It gets back to, in my opinion, kind of the hypocrisy of Kyle to a certain degree and the way that I'm not sure he's good at developing people because it seems like he is going to be the most critical person he possibly can of anybody who is young. You know, when Jimmy came in those first five games, he was constantly criticizing him and saying, well, he doesn't even know the full playbook and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and he criticized him, you know, through that whole offseason saying, you know, that he's not sure he's the franchise, blah, 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 even though they gave him the contract. And then suddenly once Jimmy – kind of they started to win in 2019 suddenly jimmy can do no wrong he talks up jimmy every chance he gets and he's done that with you know young wide receivers he buries them never gives them praise doesn't matter how good they are he'll always say uh they made some mistakes out there and it seems like he he's got this hypocrisy going on where jimmy can do no wrong even though he clearly is doing wrong (laughs) he's doing plenty wrong and trey lance can't do right no matter what trey lance he does uh kyle shanahan is going to detract from what he did and talk him down. And I don't think that's necessarily the right thing. You know, time and time again, coaches talk up their young quarterbacks to give them confidence because confidence is as important as anything. And Kyle does not do that with young players. And he's not doing that once again with a quarterback. And I think that is dead freaking wrong. And that is, to me, you know, I, I talk about the ego, but I wonder, and I put this out on Twitter a couple of weeks ago, can Kyle develop anybody? Because it, it, it doesn't seem like the players who, you know, some people come in and they're ready to go right away. You know, Debo came in, he's he was pretty much ready to go right away. You know what I mean? He was great after the catch. You could run screens, you could get him on short slants, all those things. Kyle didn't really develop Debo, in my opinion. But the players who came in and needed a little bit of development, which any quarterback is going to need, Mm-hmm. Kyle has not done that with anybody. There's been nobody that came in and struggled right off the bat and then suddenly rebounded and be- blossomed. So is Kyle able to develop somebody like that? Well, on that question, and I want to be careful because I, I haven't seen the postgame press conference because I wanted to get the show going and all that, but I'm reading quotes on Twitter. I just saw two different things. One, David Lombardi said that Shanahan says that going into the locker room, he didn't think Trey Lance would be the quarterback. Basically, Garoppolo got evaluated during halftime, and that forced the 49ers to scramble at the very end of the half. Again, seeming lack of organization. And then this quote, he Kyle explained that Trey Lance was only prepared for a few sub-packages. So then, 
how is he developing as a quarterback then? Exactly. Like, that goes to specifically what you were just talking about. How is Trey Lance developing and learning as a quarterback if he's only prepared for a few sub packages? If he's getting no practice reps, how does he get development? It's asinine. And you know what I think it is? I think that Kyle hates, hates that he has all those 10 lost seasons and Sean McVay has come in and started kicking butt. Now, I know the Rams got their doors blown off today, but – McVay has come in and just hit the ground gangbusters, winning games, winning games. I think Kyle didn't like that. I think he thought that they would lose games early with Trey Lance if he played him early. And he wanted to try and boost his team up again and boost the team record up and Trey Lance's development be damned. Because it's clear that he wasn't getting anything by sitting on the bench. And Kyle basically just admitted it with that line. So he needs to be called to the carpet. He needs to be hammered on this from now until the rest of the year. Hammered. Like you mean by the media? Yes. It's yeah. time to start holding this guy accountable for the mistakes that he is making. Let's take the kid gloves off, okay, and let's do our jobs, and let's put this guy's feet to the fire. I, I want to see the question asked that you just raised. How does a quarterback develop if he doesn't get any practice reps? Ask that question. How does a quarterback develop if all he does is run scout team and doesn't run your offense in practice? How does he ever get to know the offense if he doesn't get any practice reps in it? Like, that is a legitimate question, and ask it. And if Kyle comes out and says the BS that he tried to pass two weeks ago that, well, the scout, you know, he did a great job running scout team. He can learn a lot from doing that. Then, you know, this guy is full of shit, and it's time to call him on it. Like, I am sick of the mouthpieces, what I've started calling him on Twitter. There are mouthpieces out there. There are people that whatever they, whatever happens with this team, they're going to try to spin it to look better for the team and the coaching. And to me, that's not media. That's public relations PR. I totally saw that. You saw you, I've started calling it out and I I don't care. Some of the people uh, we might be friendly with in terms of our network. I don't care. I'm going to call it. And you saw that when Trey Lance came in and missed his first two passes, there were three or four very specific people that said, well, that's why he hasn't been playing. <laughs> oh, after two passes, you're saying that. Right. Meanwhile, Jimmy we, doesn't miss passes. Meanwhile, we have three and a half games worth of Jimmy playing in a similar manner, and you don't say anything. That Those are the people. Go back and find them. You, you can find them. You can find the members of the media who are public relations and aren't members of the media, in my opinion. And it's time to start calling those members of the media on it and telling them, if you're going to sit in those press conferences, you need to ask the actual questions and stop kissing ass. So this is the next big question that needs to be asked. And I don't know. It sounds like Kyle's presser is over. It sounds like he wasn't asked, which is if he wasn't asked this question, he did like, what is the media doing? Why even attend the press conference? This is from Matt Mayoko. The 49ers will find out the extent of Jimmy Garoppolo's calf injury within the next day. If he is cleared to go against the Cardinals, it sounds as if Kyle Shanahan will go with him. Why? Why? What are we doing, Levin? Like, how many times does Kyle have to see the same thing again and again and again with Jimmy Garoppolo and this offense, and he still won't do it? Somebody, maybe it's Jed York. I don't know who it is, if it's Lynch, if it's Mike Shanahan, whoever it is needs to get this guy in a room and and do not let him leave that room until he figures it out. Kyle, there's a ceiling on Jimmy Garoppolo. He ain't the guy, and you know it. Let's stop with this. This is the perfect ability to transition, right? Jimmy's hurt. His calf is hurt. He can't go. No, 
he's not 100% yet. We'll put Trey in when he's 100%. No questions in the locker room, right? He gets all that. This is this is on a silver platter for him to make this transition, just like it was for Jim Harbaugh when Alex Smith got concussed and Colin Kaepernick came in. It's perfect, and he's going to mess it up again. So two things. First, I want to touch on this. Jennifer Lee Chan actually tweeted pictures from her spot in the press box that Jimmy Garoppolo had some kind of wrap on his calf yes. to start the second half. And pretty early on in the second half, he removed it. So that tells me <laughs> that tells me a couple of things. It, it's one of two things. Either Jimmy Garoppolo's calf wasn't that seriously hurt and he was actually pulled from the game and Kyle doesn't want the next opponent to know it. Or Jimmy Garoppolo felt better because and took it off and could have gone back in the game. Because if he truly has an injured calf, he's not taking off that wrap because – Sudfield was not called up from practice squad. Sudfield could not have gone into this game. He was not eligible to go in, even though he was there. You know, so Jimmy was the next quarterback up. Jimmy would have to go in injured. So why would he be taking off that wrap unless he was good to go? You know what I mean? Like to me, why would he take off the wrap unless he is good to go and he just wasn't put back into the game? And I think that should have been asked. Jennifer Lee Chan tweeted it. Why didn't she ask it? Or also this, right? If if Trey's only prepared for a few sub packages, then put Kyle back in the then put Jimmy back in the game, right? Because Lance is not in a position to succeed, and that that's the thing. It just just hit me literally as that came out of my mouth. Kyle is not putting anybody in a position to succeed, and that's rule number one. If you are a head coach, is you gotta set guys up to be successful, and um, he's not doing it right now. So the question we're asking is, who would you start at quarterback next week? Uh, Lance, uh, this is a comment from Edrian, who's watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Lance should start now. History repeats itself. It does seem weird with the 49ers and the quarterbacks. I know you got to run, Levin. Last word on the day. I give it to you. Well, I, the other part that I, I was getting to earlier before I got so sidetracked on, on to my last point uh, is that I, I want to try to be patient this week, and it's going to be a real struggle for me <laughs> because I do think what I tweeted earlier – uh, before this game could be happening right now. And then that is Kyle is going to talk up Jimmy to make Arizona prepare for Jimmy, but it's actually Trey Lance's show. You know what I mean? He could be running a ruse here. So I'm going to try to be patient and hold my tongue until we actually see who starts because, you know, Kyle outright lying about who's starting <laughs> is a massive advantage because they are so totally different. But the point I was wanting to get to earlier is that, I do think that if Jimmy starts and doesn't do well yet again, it is a scenario where the owner should be stepping in. And I am not big whatsoever on owners interfering. Like it is extremely, extremely rare that I think an owner in any situation should ever step in. But when you spent three first round picks to get a guy and you have a coach openly uh, affecting his development in a negative way, over stubbornness, the bye week is the time to visit him because right now it's hard because they got to right away get to prepping for the next week. It's hard to step in, you know what I mean? Um, But in the bye week, you can do that. And if Kyle is stubborn and sticks with Jimmy and he doesn't do well, then Jed York should be coming down there and saying, Kyle, it is still your team, but I am pulling the trigger on this. Trey Lance will be starting. Uh, that's, I feel like I, I hate that. Right. Cause I don't want ownership right. to get involved, but like, sometimes you got to drag people kicking and screaming to the right decision. And right now it seems like that's exactly what Kyle. When Shanahan somebody, is, 
It doesn't matter who it is in what scenario of life. If somebody is messing up, they should be able to be talked to. And if they if if it's impossible to talk to them in that scenario because they're going to flip out or, you know, have a hissy fit or whatever, that's on them and their own immaturity because nobody is perfect. Everybody deserves criticism. You know, I will criticize myself. I was dead wrong on Abukum, for instance. He hasn't done crap, and I thought yeah. he was going to be in for double-digit sacks. He's a ghost. You know? Right. Like, nobody is infallible. Nobody is perfect, and everybody should be able to be called on it when they're being stupid. And if Kyle sticks with Jimmy, he's being stupid. And Jed York should be able to call him on that without Kyle flipping out and unraveling as a coach. And if Kyle does flip out and unravel on uh, – due to that then guess what he probably doesn't have the right mentality to be the guy who calls all the shots yeah it's it's frustrating man i'm trying not to overreact because they're two and two and there's plenty of season to go but uh, it's the it's why things are going wrong that's the frustrating thing it's not just that they are going wrong all right levin i appreciate you hopping in here and joining me i'm still going to stick around for a few but uh appreciate it and i'll talk to you on thursday yeah i'm gonna go put the kid to bed so at least i have something good for today that's good all right (laughs) So, the 49ers, man, and I'm trying not to get too hung up on the Trey Lance stuff. I know there's other stuff from the game, but let's let's be honest. That's the biggest story of the game. Um, a couple more things on Twitter here. The Niners Nation Twitter page, uh, Niners Nation podcast Twitter page, at NN Podcast, I asked for what three words would describe this loss. So, <laughs> JR used three letters, JFC. We all know what that stands for. Chris Henderson at CDH Developer says, could have done better. Jonathan Demisu says, just start Lance. And to round it out, Jason says, waste of picks. I don't want, you can't say that yet. You can't say that, especially when you hear Kyle Shanahan say afterwards that Lance was basically unprepared to play because he was, he was only prepared for a few sub packages, which is asinine. He's the backup quarterback. He should always be prepared to play. But you can't judge Lance too soon. Again, he scored more points than Jimmy Garoppolo, first of all. Now, one of those was a blown coverage, I know. But you don't judge him yet. I want to see Trey Lance when he's had a week to know for sure that he's the guy, he's the starter. Kyle said after this one that the game plan wasn't designed for him, which, okay. But if he starts next week, the game plan you would think would be designed for him. Seemingly, you'd get a lot more creativity. That was something, too. A lot of the run plays with Trey Lance, like where is the creative run game for the 49ers? A lot of it is... Lance gets a shotgun snap. He puts the ball in the belly of the running back. It's a read option play. Lance can either pull it or give it to the guy. And every time Lance pulls it, he just runs up the middle into the giant pile. Like, we can be more creative than that, Kyle. This guy can do other things. So uh, hopefully that's what we see. It just, it looks like the 49ers were unprepared for the possibility that Jimmy Garoppolo could get hurt, which is amazing because that's all Jimmy Garoppolo ever does is get hurt. So... I, I want to hold out hope that, that Lance is still the guy. I'm not making any quick judgments right away. Um, but that's that's where we are. The whole tenor of this season has changed now because we've gotten a taste of Trey Lance. And if Kyle goes back to him next week, it'll be a massive, massive mistake. We just saw Arizona. They destroyed the Rams today. Kyler Murray looks like the MVP of the entire league. And I just... I don't want to see more Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, we're past it now. We should be past it. Oh, here we go. Here's a comment from, I apologize if I mispronounce your name, Kanoa. 
who's watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page, do you know how NFL practices work? The starter is prepared to play, not the backup. Yes, I actually do know how NFL practices work, and I know that the backup generally doesn't get a bunch of reps. But when you're a coach like Kyle Shanahan and a team like the 49ers that talked about running a dual quarterback system, by the way, including alternating quarterbacks series to series, your backup quarterback should be prepared to play. So I don't want to hear that excuse, okay? This is Jimmy Garoppolo's, what, fifth year in the system? He knows the system. So I don't want to hear that excuse. Yes, I know how practices work, okay? Dre Smith watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo was hurt, to be honest. I think we were looking for a spark. I totally agree with you. Or if he was hurt, I don't think he was hurt enough to be out of the game. I'm sure Jimmy didn't want to come out of the game. That's for damn sure. I think Kyle was looking for a spark, and he didn't want that criticism, right? He didn't want the locker room to give him the side eye because he was getting rid of the veteran who the 49ers have won a lot of games with. By the way, I wonder, Jimmy Garoppolo had never lost two straight games as a starter. Does this count? Technically, he started. I don't know how that works, but uh, that's just a that's just neither here nor there. Trey Thomas, watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page, says, It's time to move on from Jimmy, period. Trey? Welcome aboard, man. I totally agree with you. Oh, how about this comment? Oh, apologies. They're coming in faster than I can click on them. Grace watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Jimmy G will be a sitting duck against Arizona. Yeah, because he's a sitting duck against anybody. And I thought Levin's observation was so accurate that Trey Lance really started to come together and come around once he stopped running Kyle Shanahan's offense and was making plays off schedule. I, I find that to be the case. And... I'll be interested to see if Kyle sticks with a similar game plan next week or what he does. Now, I know people are going to say that Jimmy Garoppolo's had good games against Arizona, and that's true. But he's also had some ass games against Arizona, too, okay? Let's be honest. Week one of 2020, hideously bad game by Jimmy Garoppolo. So the quarterback thing is going to be something to watch all week. Uh, I'm sure Kyle's going to lie about it. Like Levin said, he's got incentive to lie about it. But this game was a winnable game for the 49ers. Do you realize the 49ers forced five straight three and outs to start the game? Five straight. Not just five straight stops. Five straight three and outs. And the 49ers had seven points because they missed the Mitch Wisnowski 40-yard field goal. Like, that's the game right there. And then Trenton Cannon, what a... I didn't know if anybody could have as bad a special teams day as Kyle Williams did back in the day, but Trenton Cannon found a way. You know, he was the big hero last week with the big kick return that set the 49ers up to score right before the half against Green Bay. Well, today, disaster. He muffs the kickoff, bounces off his chest. He gets it back. Great job. And then fumbles again. Put the put the Seahawks, basically set him up. I think it was inside the Niners 10 or at least the 20-yard line for sure. And Russell Wilson makes a, goes God mode. Breaks a tackle in the backfield, spins around, and throws a touchdown. That was it. The 49ers were never recovering after that. And they've lost 10 straight home games now. 10 straight. That's that's where the 49ers are. So you look at the rest of their schedule, right? Let's check it out. I know they got a bye week coming up in week six. They got the Cardinals next week. They're on the road in Arizona. Then the bye. Colts, Bears, Cardinals, Rams. That's how the next few games shake out for the 49ers. And that's another thing. So they got Arizona next week, then the bye. You're really going to go back to Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, stick with Lance. Let him play against Arizona. Then he gets the bye week. That's two weeks where he can get every single rep at practice. 
and then you come out of the bye against Indianapolis and against Chicago, and hopefully Trey is, you know, much more up to speed and ready to go. So going back to Jimmy just makes absolutely no chance whatsoever. All right, let's look at some more of your comments here as they are coming. I can't even read them. They're coming in so fast. How about this one? Joshua Delgado. Arizona's going to destroy the 49ers if Jimmy plays. They don't respect him at all. Nobody does, Josh. That's the thing. Nobody does. Oh, I love this comment right here from Diego. Diego, first of all, shout out to you, man. You're always here for everything we do here at Niners Nation. Appreciate you. Diego says, Rogers doing Rogers things. Russ going God mode. When's our turn? Like, dude, you you hit the nail right on the head there. That's it, right? Like, when is our turn? When do we get to see our quarterback break a tackle, spin around in the backfield, roll out and fire a friggin' strike for a touchdown? I want that. That's what you pay three first-round picks for, right? That's the thing you want to see. And I, Diego, you're right, man. That's it. It's our turn now. It's our turn now. We got the guy. We saw Lance run around out there. Like, that's what we want to see. Uh, this comment, Gabriel, Trey needs to start and learn. He has the athletic ability to overcome rookie experience and will be better than Vanilla Jimmy. First of all, Vanilla Jimmy, fantastic nickname. So I'm going to steal that, Gabriel. I will give you credit, but I'm definitely going to use that. That's exactly it. You're not going to get smoothness all the time. We saw Trey Lance come in. His first two throws were incomplete. One of them was a, the first pass was really bad. Kyle dialed up a nice little just roll out to, to Kittle, a short play, a play that Lance has made a few times before, and he threw it right at his feet. And it, you could tell he was gassed up. He was ready to go. He's going to make those plays, but he's also going to make the big splash plays like the play to Debo Samuel and some of the other off-schedule plays, especially on fourth down that he made today. He's going to play through those. But Jimmy doesn't give you those high-end plays, so you only get the negative. If you're going to get the floor, you might as well get the ceiling, right? So that's why I think you got to stick with Trey Lance. Eric Armstrong says, you're forgetting another Jimmy Garoppolo turnover, but I'm sure that didn't really matter. Yeah, I mean, again, that's who Jimmy is. We've seen this movie. That's who he is. So Marco, this is Marcos uh, Raudez says, do you think Kyle needs to go? Again, I apologize if I mispronounce your name. Uh, he's watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. No, I don't think Kyle needs to go. No, 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 not at all. He traded up three first-round picks. We had faith in him to make the quarterback decision. You got to let him play it out, and let's see what he does. But he's also not immune from criticism. So he deserves criticism when he's bad, and he deserves praise when he's good. And he's been bad so far this year, and I just want to see him get called on it. That's all. I'm not firing him. That's not what I'm doing. Predator Kingdom, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, says Kyle originally wanted Zach Wilson. I heard that that's true, actually. As a matter of fact, I heard that Zach Wilson was the number one quarterback on Kyle's board, but there was nothing he could do about that. The Jets were there, too. They took they took the guy. So, you know, I, I there's nothing wrong with that. What's Kyle supposed to do? He couldn't get up to number two. They tried. So, um, Derek Smith, and this is troubling, too. I don't know if this is true. Derek Smith says, torn tricep for Trent Williams. I know Kyle was very concerned after the game. Uh, Trent had some cramps. He was carted off. He came back, and then he left. And the thing I didn't like about the Trent injury is he had his arm kind of pinned to his chest. You can't see this right now because my camera's too high, and you're listening on a podcast most likely. But he did that thing where if a guy, like, breaks his clavicle or hurts his shoulder, he pins his arm to, like, his chest or his stomach as he walks off the field. That's what Trent was doing. Uh, so I don't know if that torn tricep is true from Derek Smith. I'm trying to scan Twitter really quick to see. Um but obviously, if it's true, 
that's devastating because that's the end of the season for Trent Williams. And when the 49ers are built to run and all that stuff, you can't have your offensive linemen go down. So that would be devastating uh, because the 49ers can never play a game without anybody getting hurt. There was a point where I thought uh, George Kittle was going to be hurt by another Jimmy Garoppolo high pass because George jumped up and came down really awkwardly on his knee. Like, I'm stunned that he doesn't have a torn ACL right now, to be honest with you. But uh, Trent, uh, excuse me, George came back in the game and played and played well. So, uh, oh, no. See, Scott Johnson watching on the Niners Nation Facebook page. Find out what Houston wants for Deshaun Watson. Come on, man. No. Trey Lance has played like six snaps in the NFL. Let's not get crazy here. Also, Deshaun Watson appears to be a garbage human being. So there's that. Uh, let's see this comment from Eric Oxenball watching on the Niners nation Facebook page. Jimmy can't throw outside the numbers or down the field. There's no threat there. That's true. This chokes down our run game. And with the injuries we're dealing with, it's exponentially exposes us. Also true. We need to be able to take the top off the defense and keep them honest. Eric, you're three for three there, man. That's it. That's exactly it. Let's see what the defense looks like when they got to defend against Trey Lance. Let's see what opens up. Because I saw with the 49ers, like in this game, nothing opened up. And again, the Seahawks are not a good defense. Debo Samuel, monster. Eight catches, 156 yards, two touchdowns. Breakout year for Debo. Phenomenal. Brandon Ayuk, one catch, 15 yards, three targets. George Kittle had 11 targets. I like that. But just four catches for 40 yards. You know, the longest rush from Trey Sermon was 15 yards. He averaged 4.7 yards a carry. That was nice to see. But no big chunk plays for the 49ers outside of that blown coverage for Debo. Like, that's what Kyle used to do all the time. They would chew up the yardage. So it's it's an inflection point for the 49ers for sure. It absolutely is. They could, they could start Trey from this point forward and turn the page on the Garoppolo era and, you know, try to make the playoffs this year, but begin a new era in 49ers football if they stick with him. From everything I'm seeing in the post-game comments, and again, I'm sorry I couldn't watch the press conference and do this at the same time, but it sounds like Kyle's planning on going back to Jimmy Garoppolo. We'll see. Levin had a good point. Kyle has a great incentive to lie. So we will see. What's this? Jared Hyde watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. What's up, Jared? He says, we have so much talent, and losing to these teams with lesser talent is on Kyle. Jimmy isn't that great, but Kyle deserves more blame. He has no urgency, and the timing of his play calling makes zero sense. It certainly seems like he's in a slump right now. And, you know, that's something that I don't think people think about a lot. Players go into slumps all the time. So do coaches. You know, the coaches that are play callers, they go into slumps too, man. It's uh, sometimes, you know, no matter what your job is, no matter what you're doing, you get into a zone, man, and where you can do no wrong. Everything's going great. You're making good decisions. You're, you're whatever it is you do. If you're a salesman, you know, everybody says yes to you. If you're a contractor, you're building the best buildings and decks and things you've ever seen, right? If you're a lawyer, you're winning every case. If you're a head coach, you're calling a sequence of plays, then that's working. But the opposite is true, too. You know, sometimes no matter what you do, things just don't go right. You know, that key piece of evidence doesn't come through. You don't get that witness to say the right thing on the stand. Whatever job you have, as a doctor, sometimes the consequences are obviously more severe. Uh... But you get into funks. I think Kyle Shanahan is in a little bit of a funk right now. I think that the combination of his offense being pretty popular around the league and being around for a while is hurting him because defenses have figured out ways to stop it. The injuries have hurt him. 
and a limited player at quarterback has hurt him. And he's in a funk right now. And I think what he's going to see, what my hope is going forward, is that once he sees Trey in there and the things that open up for the offense with Trey in there, that's going to reinvigorate him. That might be the thing he needs to get out of the slump. And if nothing else, it'll be things that he can throw at defenses that they haven't seen before. So hopefully he can bounce out of this. But yeah, I think play callers go through slumps too. This comment from Zeldry Morgan. And again, I apologize if I mispronounce your name. I hate mispronouncing people's names. It's a big thing with me. My last name is Guerrera. People get it wrong all the time. I apologize. Uh, I'm doing the best I can here. Zeldry's watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Unleash Lance and let the young man play and give the young man a chance. How do you think he's going to get any confidence? You got to unleash him. Amen. Let it rip, man. If it's bad, it's bad, but let it go. Like, we, they bring in Lance in this game, and he goes, run, run, run. Like, Kyle, what are you doing? What are you – stop trying to hide your quarterback. The more you try and hide your quarterback and because you don't want him to be caught in must-throw situations, that's exactly where that quarterback ends up, must-throw situations. So you cannot do it. He's the most important player on the field. Let him be the most important player on the field. Oh, Trey Thomas, man. You had a good point earlier, Trey, but I hate when people bring this up. I think more Mahomes-Alex Smith situation. Alex knew he was gone the following year, and so does Jimmy. This isn't that. Alex Smith was playing the best football of his entire career during Patrick Mahomes' rookie season. It was the only 4,000-yard season Alex Smith has ever had. The Chiefs were going to the playoffs every single year. That's not this situation. The 49ers are basically losing 10 games every year. That's the situation they're in. Jimmy Garoppolo was not playing the best football of his career. He's playing the same crappy football he usually plays. So... That's the difference. AB, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, says, I agree. Kyle Shanahan's trying to hide his quarterback with conservative play calls. Speedy's Speedway, watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Jimmy G is sorry. Yeah, pretty much. Now, I've done a lot of venting here. I'm clearly frustrated. But let's just pause for a minute. And take a look at where things are. So the 49ers are 2-2 two and two right now, right? The Arizona Cardinals look like world beaters. They're 4-0. The Rams are 3-1. and one. Okay. But in terms of the NFC, it's not like the 49ers are totally out of it. You know, it's way early in the season. The Cardinals are the only undefeated team in the NFC. The 49ers have some games on the schedule that you would think they are going to be able to win. So it's not all doom and gloom. I... I you know, I, I know I spent most of the show today acting like it was because I'm so frustrated, but games against Indianapolis, Chicago, Jacksonville, Cincinnati looks a little tougher now, but that should still be a winnable game for the 49ers. Tennessee looks like hot garbage. The 49ers play them. The Houston Texans are hot garbage. The 49ers play them. So let's not, you know, completely jump off the ship here. There are issues. I, I, I feel like that's what people say, right? You bring up issues and you get frustrated and you vent a little bit and people say, oh, just cancel the season then. I guess you hate the team. No, that's not it at all. Two things can be true at the same time. I love the 49ers with everything that I have. I bleed 49er red. They've been my team since I was six years old, okay? I'm 36 now. I love this team. I, I don't even sit down to watch the games. I get up in front of the TV and like a three-point stance, I'm so pumped up to watch the game. I love this team, but that doesn't mean we can't criticize them. I want them to be better. That's why I bring these things up. I want the team to be better. You can love a team and criticize a team at the same time. 
This question or comment from Ludi watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page. Lance showed he can orchestrate a two-minute offense even though he only practices for special packages. Great potential there. Yeah, I agree. I think that I saw a lot of things I like from Lance in this game. He was he was moving when he dropped back to pass and it wasn't open. He was moving around. He got out of a couple situations. I don't know how the hell he did it, to be honest with you. But the thing I also liked is he was looking to throw as he was scrambling. There was actually a couple situations where I thought he should have just put his head down and taken off. But he looks to throw. He looks to make the big plays. And I think as Kyle Shanahan realizes that, the 49ers receivers realize that. And remember that too, right? Like there's a... There's a whole separate part of route running that you have to learn in scramble drill. The Seahawks receivers are obviously very good at it because of Russell Wilson. The 49ers receivers are going to have to learn that. What what Trey likes to do when he rolls out, where they should go. Should they come back towards the quarterback? Should they go deep? You know, like all these things take time to take shape. Jason Brody. Trey Lance threw some awful passes. So did Jimmy. He also did things Jimmy could never do. There you go. That's it, Jason. That's it. They both threw awful passes, but Trey does things that Jimmy Garoppolo could never do. Why wouldn't you want that guy playing quarterback? Nicholas Ramos on the Niners Nation YouTube page. What happened to the D-line in the second half? Didn't look nearly as dominant, which opened up the field for the Hawks. Yeah. You know, this is a Seattle team that had scored the fewest second-half points in the league coming into this game. They had only 13 points in the second half all season long, and... I know the defense was great early, but it does seem like in the second half of these games, they slow down a little. Now, I think part of that is due to the fact that the 49ers offense just couldn't keep anything going. The defense just got tired out. They had to keep going back on the field again and again and again. That wears on you for sure. Let me look at the actual team stats here. Let's see. Total plays. The Seahawks ran 54 total plays. The 49ers had 72 plays. That's way more than Seattle. They outgained Seattle 457 to 234. Man, way more passing yards, more rushing yards, more penalties too. That's another thing. The penalties are killing this team. More pass interference penalties than any other team in the league. I believe it's eight now. So, again, there are issues with the team, 100%. I'm not jumping off the ship. Here's what I want to see going forward as I close this thing out because I'm losing my voice. Trey's the starter the rest of the way. Period. Kyle can say whatever he wants to say in the press conferences. What matters is he starts Trey Lance. It matters what he does on Sunday. That's what I want to see the rest of the way going forward. Trey, in there. I want to see creative offense. Kyle Shanahan's got to break out of whatever he's doing. Go the George Costanza route. Whatever you think you should do, do the opposite. Right? Let's see some of that. I want to see the 49ers consistently move the ball and save their defense so their defense doesn't have to continue to go out there again and again and again. And the competition goes way up. The 49ers are going to be underdogs next week on the road in Arizona. So let's see if they can make some of these changes. I think now it's clear the changes have to be made. You know, the Green Bay loss, you could say, hey, they threw the game, the go-ahead touchdown with 37 seconds to go. Right? How bad could we have been? We were in position to win the game. Well, today was a wake-up call, I think, honestly. And so let's see it from the 49ers next week. There's plenty of time to fix things, but there are things that need to be fixed. So let's get to work. I want to thank everybody that's watching on the Niners Nation YouTube page, the Niners Nation Facebook page, Twitter, wherever you're watching. I really do appreciate it. I want to encourage you to subscribe. Mash that follow button, whether it's for your podcast, for YouTube. We're going to be starting a brand new 49ers daily YouTube show 
uh, which I hopefully will be coming out tomorrow morning. So we got a lot of good things coming. You want to smash that follow button. Please drop us a rating and a review in iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It really does help if you like our show and you want to support us. That is the absolute best thing you can do. It's only going to take you like 30 seconds to do. It's a huge, huge help for us. So again, we really do appreciate it if you could do it. We'll have uh, 49ers in five. That's our daily 49ers update for you. That'll be there for you tomorrow morning. If you missed any part of this stream, you came in late, you missed a lot of my ranting and raving, or you just want to hear it again, whatever, it'll be a podcast in the Niners Nation podcast feed for you. That'll be something I do before I go to sleep tonight. So it'll be there for you when you wake up tomorrow morning. You can watch the entire, entire thing. Thanks again, everybody. Niners are two and two. Don't lose faith. Let's hope we kick off the Trey Lance era next week for real.